Hello and welcome to the Body Surf Podcast with your budgie boys, Tim and Owie. How you doing, Owie? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, doing all right. It's been a pretty good summer so far. I've uh, got a few surfs in. Yeah, number one podcast is the first one we've done. This is it. It's exciting. Really exciting. We've got a great guest lined up for you later. Who have we got on the show today, Owie? Ricky Gilby, the man. The man behind war hand planes. How good. How good. Now tell me something, Tim. Yep. Who are you? Who, who or why are you here? Who am I? Why am I here? That's a very, very deep question, a very big question. My name is Tim, and uh, yeah, I've been body surfing for a while, I'm a bit of a kook, but I love it. I love getting in the water. I love having a swim. I love getting into some waves. Um, had a little bit of an injury a few years ago, did my ACL on a sandbank, and uh, it's taken me a while to get back to where I am now, but I'm, I'm going all right. Yeah, I'm getting a few waves here and there. We've been... Doing some trips up and down the east coast of Australia, um, just looking for some fun ways with the budgie boys. We we get up every Saturday morning looking for a wave, and it's just absolutely so much fun. And what got you into body serving to start off, Tim? Well, I think oh, I don't I don't want to assume, but like most body surfers, I think are either ex surfers that got really frustrated with the sport of surfing, yeah, or kooky surfers who aren't that great at you know hanging tent. I'm a bit of both, I yeah, think. Right. I'm, a, I'm a real kook on the board, but I was getting a bit sick of, of trying to, you know, fight for ways. And body surfing just, it's so much more chilled. It's so much more fun. You can surf anything. You can do it with anyone. It's so um, inclusive. And that's what I just love about the sport. And yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way, mate. I agree, Tim. Yeah, for me, I, I, I was quite a, a poor kid. So uh, surfing was just... Out of my price range. Oh, yeah. you got to get a board. you got to get wax. you got to get a leg rope. With the wetsuit, everything. Mm. But uh, with body surfing, you just jump straight in. Yep. And a little later on, I got some flippers, um, started to play around a bit more in bigger surf. But yeah, exactly right, Tim. I, I just love how inclusive it is. Now, can you tell me what you're writing at the moment? Just to set the scene for the listeners, because I don't want to leave them out, out in the dark. If we're going to continue this podcast and say, there's two blokes here, they don't know what they're talking about. Why would I listen? What are you writing at the moment, Tim? As in what gear am what I using? What gear are you using? See, I don't yeah. use a lot of gear. That's I'm right, a real yeah. real purist when it comes to body well, that's surfing. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> um, I've got the, the Tech 2 Blue Boys yeah, fins. Blue boys, they're, nice. they're very uh, comfy. Um, and I whack them on and I've always got them in the car. I've always got them in my backpack. Um, I'm always ready to go because even if you don't, you know, have too much gear in your car, you can still have a surf. Um, you might be driving home from work one day and spot a little break and you can just jump in and I've got the fins ready to go. I've been playing around with a hand plane lately and I've been enjoying it. So watch this space. I might have a hand plane soon. I might look into investing in one. I've, it was really fun the other day. We had a little bit of a surf at Maroubra and uh, yeah, the hand plane did, did help me out in some pretty poor conditions. Yeah, that's that's the thing. We it's different different gear for different situations for mm. me. So I I saved up my pennies and I bought myself some um, Viper V7s. Yep. Now you either love or you hate those fins because they are very uncomfortable, but they are very powerful and rigid. So they get that quick kick, um, straight like top speed is coming up real fast if you got those things on. But you're also going to get blisters. So <laughs> yeah. Part in the parcel, hand in hand with a bit of pain for gain. 
Um, I also ride a handboard. I ride a war hand, hand plane. I got the fish model. Um, and I believe Ricky's going to tell us a little bit more about that um, later on in this show. Now, tell me something, Oe. What's been happening um, here on the east coast of Australia? Like I mentioned before, the surf hasn't been great, but it's been really fun. Um, But you've got a bit of a surf report for us now. Yeah, listen, Tim, um, over the next couple of months, we're in summer now, so towards the back end of summer, uh, we've been getting, well, even the start of summer, we've been getting a lot of nor'east wind and and a nor'east wind swell. Um, and sadly, from the long-range forecast, uh, it says that there's plenty more of that coming. So, sadly, if you want your south swell magnets to be popping up over the next couple of weeks, it's not going to happen. You're going to have to hit the nor'easter um, swell magnets. So, I mean, if you are in the south, that's your Stanley Park beaches. You can't beat the little beachy there. The northern end of Stanley Park is succulent. Succulent Chinese meal <laughs> on a nor'east swell. Um, if you're uh, on the sunny coast, the boys will be hitting nor- north entrance. Um, I got to surf that uh, in the in the Christmas holidays, and it was quite fun with the boys. Nice. Um, and the Shire residents will be hitting island lefts. Um, but, yeah, you just got to depend on that wind. So get up early in the morning um, and just go and hit it. It's about having fun. Really, like you, like everyone wants to go big, go large. Everyone's complaining about the surf being small. Listen, just go and have fun with it. Exactly. What could possibly go wrong? Exactly right. Well, yeah. I've, what? S- <laughs> I've still got one good leg. Yeah. I mean, you've only been injured how many times? We went out, <laughs> actually, we went out the other day. You didn't come because you're a little bit too much uh, drinking. Oh, that, that, that doesn't sound like <laughs> me. <laughs> But we're in the smallest conditions we've probably surfed in in months. And one of our boys, Alex, broke his finger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had to, I don't know if he got stitches, but the cut was pretty deep too. Our prayers and thoughts are with Alex. <laughs> Get well, Woofo. We, uh, we miss your finger out there, mate. Yes. Well, that leads me to uh, the next part of it. There hasn't been a lot of swell on the East Coast lately, so... We've had to look overseas for our wave of the week. The international surf report yes, from the, OE. The, What's going on, mate? No, well, it's not the international surf report. Don't worry about that. That might come later on in the series. No, this is just the wave of the week. And this week's wave of the week goes to the body surfer in the yellow cap, uh, Mark Drulo, a.k.a. the seaside body surfer. He actually founded uh, Yacht Aid, I found out today, when mm. I was doing a little bit of research. Now, Yacht Aid um, provides humanitarian and disaster relief around the world on private yachts. That's oh, pretty cool. He's cool. So, he's sailing around the world on his private yacht and body surfing where he can. But he's absolutely, like, just destroyed it this week. He's pulled into some crazy little left-hander. I don't know exactly where it was. But he's having fun. So it's double overhead. It's about six to six to eight foot in this photo, it looks like. And um, that's the stuff we're just dreaming of here on the East Coast, Tim. Um, it was shot by Blair Austin. Uh, and we're going to put it up on the Instagram page if you guys want to have a look at it. Um, I don't know when the podcast is going to come out, but hopefully around the same time when the, you're listening to the podcast, it'll be up on our Budgie Boys Instagram page. Nice stuff. Tim, what do you do when you don't like what you're seeing on the television? You have a bit of a flick. You have a bit of a flick. You have a a channel surf. 
right, you get it? You get it? You doing gear or is I'm this doing, a segment? This, no, the, yeah, I'm doing gear. This uh, this is me doing a joke. Yeah, yeah. I'm waiting for it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> that was the joke. That's the joke. No, it is a segment. Uh, we're we're going channel surfing. Uh, and this is where we flick around exactly what you said. We flick around the stations. We're going to flick around the body surfing community, see what's happening. Um, now, as I said before, January is quite a bit of a lull here on the East Coast. Um, but don't worry. Don't worry. The rest of the body surfing community is looking after us. So Mexico, California, the wedge has been pumping. Uh, but... Yeah, it just makes me feel that little bit upset that we're not getting the waves here. Tim, you like you don't like when it's too big. I know that. <laughs> I'm a little wave boy. Yeah. No, actually, you know what? I I say that, but you taught me how to charge back in the day before you got your knee injury. <laughs> you like you dropped into some massive waves. And what's happened? Um, now I'm just all about that, that dad life. Yes. Uh, except I don't have any kids. Do you have uh workers comp? Do you get <laughs> no. Wait. No insurance. No. Do we have insurance? No. No, we should bring that up with uh, the chief spreadsheet analysis though, Robbie. Robbie Miller, if you're listening, thank you. That would be good for the budgie boys to get. We would like some insurance in case we get injured. So Wolfo could, I mean, Wolfo could have been covered by, um, by insurance if we had it. Yeah. I think I got a letter from his lawyer. We'll, uh, we'll look into that. <laughs> um, you mentioned the wedge has been cranking in Mexico and California. Um, what's the wedge like here? One of our favorite breaks is mystics down at the farm. Yes, that's right. And we've been talking about hitting it for, uh, I reckon the last five years and we've never gone. Should should we hit it up this year? Uh, yeah, I I love the wedge, and it it only will peak up in that um, that little little pocket where you're getting a south swell coming up the coast and a north north swell coming down the coast, and mystics will pop up into that little wedgy um, peak that we're um, so envious of that one time we went there so many years ago. But it is fun, isn't it? And you can go and camp at the farm mm. and take a few drinky poos around. And How often does it get cranking there? Well, that's the, it does. It is a bit of a magnet. I do quite like Mystics for that. Um, but to get it perfect, you need all the elements to combine. Mm. So it's wind and it's swell. Um, but you're always going to have a fun time there. That's why, I mean, we live in the Shire, Tim. And we often go down the coast just to chase that little bit of swell because you know it's going to be a bit more consistent down there. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, not just uh, in America where they've been getting some big surf. Um, I'm actually heading over to Europe soon, what? so I'm pretty stoked about this. What's been happening in Portugal, are we? Are you going to Portugal? No. <laughs> where are you going? I'm going to sunny London. <laughs> <laughs> There's a body serving club over. Didn't they? They were in the Wampoff. I, was there a, I think an English were, team I in the one puff? I'm keen to go swim in a channel with them if they're up for it. <laughs> well, sadly, if you're not going to Portugal, you're not going to run into. <laughs> um, what, wait, what? What? What dates are you going over there? August. <laughs> oh, August. Yeah. You're a bit late because Masters of the Temple uh, is actually being pushed back to April 21st. That's the waiting period. I mean, they were meant to go in early December. Uh, a few boys from the Shire tried to get over there. Um, there's a, f- a few uh, few spots were available, 
Now I'm very limited because it's all the Portuguese boys. They're going to get in the big surf. Um, but it's been pushed back. Mm. So sadly, you're going to have to wait until April 21st if we want to see that. I want to see Dave Ford um, rip the head off a few because he uh, is such a nice bloke. It's just strange to see such a like very calm man mm. um, be in swell that is going to rip him in half. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, well, he'll be okay, but he's like, it's just crazy how you get these this wide range of people in body surfing Um that put their bodies on the line when they're just so gentle and come mm. up. Mm. Um, but that's not the only thing as well that's happening in the community at the moment, Tim. We also have the Wee Body Surfers Beach Cleanup. Oh, which, I love this. Yeah, yeah it's so good. Uh, and I think it's really been uh, able to draw the community together through doing the, the monthly beach cleanups that have been sponsored by other people within the community. Mm. So uh, at the moment, January, they don't have a sponsored beach cleanup. But if you want to get in on the fun, at Wee Body Surfers on the Instagram page, get involved and you can win a few prizes. I I haven't won anything yet. I'm a little bit salty about that, but it doesn't matter because the beach is clean. <laughs> That's it. That's your prize. Yeah. A clean beach. A clean beach. All right. We now have our first ever guest on the Body Surf Podcast. This guy is an absolute legend. He is the CEO of War Hand Planes. Uh, Ricky Gilby joins us in the studio. Ricky, thank you so much for uh, being our first guest. It is good to be here. Ricky, I was just wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about the uh, brand, the company. War? Yeah. Firstly, it's called War. <laughs> just War? War Hand Plants. Nice. So we do get a few people asking how to pronounce it. So it's W-A-W Hand Plants. Good. Yeah, and well, Timmy was saying that before. He was like, how do I pronounce yeah, it? Because yeah. I didn't want to look like an idiot on our first podcast. Yeah, exactly right. I like it. But yeah, let's clear that up to start with. It's War. Uh, it seems like if you're of English descent, it's a pretty given, it's all, it's war, as in sore and raw, but if you're American or from certain parts of Australia, it's wah. Yeah, wah. <laughs> like, That's a, yeah, I, I, like I think rah. I said wah when yeah. I was first on the website. Now, Ricky, what does wah mean or what does wah stand for? Well, war stands for uh, wave after wave. Good. So, yeah, just when I was thinking about the, the name of the brand when I first started, it was just like, what does body surfing mean to me? And wrote down all these words on, on a piece of paper and waves just kept coming up time and time and time again. And that is one of the cool things about body surfing. Like you can just smash it wave after wave. Like I yeah. do see some other people out there doing different kinds of things on the water and they seem to get tired pretty quickly. Yeah. But we I just can go all day. And like if you're surfing in something that's, you know, maybe within an eight, ten second period, you can catch every other wave if you're fit enough. Exactly right. Yeah. Like because people want to wait for the good wave, wait for the perfect wave, but just go out there, smash it, have fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so your um your boards are designed for that, aren't they? They're designed for the body surfing experience to be something that uh, I, I guess Enha it enhances the experience. So it's not just swimming onto waves, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about how how your cr your your craft in making the boards has um, shaped the way in which, um, yeah, you want people to swim and you want people to surf. Yeah. Well, like I started body surfing without hand planes. Like yep. you can body surf without hand planes. But what I discovered when I made my first hand plane and used it 
was it just added the wow factor. Like all of a sudden you can catch every single wave, you can ride it for longer, you can make sections you wouldn't normally make, you can make it out of barrels, you can enjoy the view, which is a huge part as well. Um, but yeah, so as you rightly said, it basically just enhances the whole experience. So yeah, it just got me hooked from the start. Now you run these workshops where people without much body surfing experience or even woodworking experience can get involved and put together one of these hand planes. How have those been going? Oh, I love them. They're so good. Like, there was kind of like a a bit of a debate going on when I first decided to do the workshops. You know, when you spent a bit of time developing your craft and how to make your craft, like, and a lot of shapers out there are very secretive about their, their skills that they've acquired because it is a lot of trial and error and you make a lot of mistakes when you're, when you're shaping boards, especially starting from something as organic as a hand plane where you know there is no set rules you know you can play around with a few concepts and stuff so yeah once i learned how to do it um i actually just taught a couple of friends of mine how to how to shape good hand planes and watching their faces a make the hand plane but b surf on something that they had made was just all time it was great like and I had that personal feeling myself, loving riding waves that I on something that I'd made. So then, yeah, watching people catch waves with something that they made themselves was awesome. And then the workshops just kind of like took off from there. I was just happy to provide that service because that's the thing: you don't just shape the planes; you actually surf as well. Oh, I practice what I preach for mm. sure. Yeah, that's that's where it all came from for me. Like I wouldn't be where I'm at now unless I was a diehard body surfer. Like to get a business off the ground and to pursue it and to make it into something that you know pays your bills requires a lot of passion and yeah if i didn't have that i wouldn't have been able to get it as far as i have i remember um i actually read on the with the website the other day that this was formed out of one inspirational body surfing session yeah. can you tell us more about that session yeah for sure and also another session that might be locked in <clears throat> Um, your memory bank that just yeah. really brought the stoke out in you. I've got I've got one for both of those. So yeah, the first first session, um, uh, a friend of mine had introduced me to the idea of a hand plane, and um, I used to work with him at a surf shop, and we just talked about it for a couple of days, and I was getting super stoked on the idea. So I bought myself a pair of fins, um, and with his hand plane that he had. We went down to Bondi Beach and just had a body surf, which is like the first time for me I've gone to the beach and just been like, I'm going to just body surf. You know, it was either before that it was either swimming in to catch my board that I'd lost or, you know, just to go and have a bit of fun while I was at the beach. But yeah, to go for a body surf. And then with this hand plane, like I remember just this little three footer just kind of like rolled up in front of me, put my head down, swam into it. And then when I lifted my head up and realized how fast I was flying down it and with my head clear of the water, I just couldn't believe it. And then I just turned it, went across the wave, got more and more speed, rode it all the way into the beach. And this thing just walled up, just this perfect wall the whole way through, hit that sandbank on the inside, got all hollow, Sick. swallowed me up and just flipped me over. And I just came up with the biggest smile on my <laughs> face and was like, this is sick. Mm. And then, yeah, that was it. I went home and I was like, I've got to make these hand planes. I've got to, like, I've got to get one of my own. Um, and when I looked around online, there wasn't anything really available. So then, yeah, that's how I started making my own because I just loved that day and then needed one. 
Yeah, cool. And what about um, a session that yeah. you remember? Oh, well, it, it's got to be the first time I went out to yeah. Cape Fear. I, yeah. was, um, I was with uh, a couple of friends of mine, Nick Robot and Peter Sperling. Um, Peter had been surfing these waves for 15 years plus. Mm, wow. And Nick had been pursuing him, wanting him to you know, take him out. Um, then this swell popped up. I didn't really know what to expect. Nick said, Pete said, it's on. So he said, come down. So prior to that, I didn't really think that I was ever going to be into kind of big wave surfing. And uh, we turned up to hours and it was pumping. Yeah. It was pumping. And I'm looking at it and there's no one there. And there's these thunders just rolling mm. through. Like you, you're so close to it that you're on the rocks, you can just feel it crash. And I'm, there's actually a picture of um, me, Nick, and Pete stood on the rock. And Pete's getting all excited because he's buzzing. And I'm there literally just scratching my head, being like, what am I doing here? Seriously, like, what am I doing here? This thing is not makeable. It's going to kill me. <laughs> uh, why am I here? And then, yeah, so I said, Pete, after you, mate, you know, I'll mm. watch you catch one first. So he jumps in, and I shit you not, first wave he catches, he paddles into it. It's a two-cover-up barrel, first one off the drop, makes it out, walls up again, second one, makes it out with a big puff, comes off the back of the shoulder, and I'm like, man, I need that. <laughs> so yeah, we jumped in and uh, honestly just had the best like adrenaline-filled session ever. Like I'd never been in something so clean and big and perfect I've been in big stuff, but nothing's like perfect and heavy and, and hollow. Um, but yeah, that, that session will, will forever live in my memory for sure. Mm. You're one of the mo more experienced body surfers in Australia. When did you start body surfing? Do you remember the, the date, the year? Yeah, I don't, I don't think I can actually claim that I'm one of the most experienced in all honesty because, um, yeah, I, like I've, surfed, I've surfed for 10 years. Mm. So coming from England, like I didn't surf over in England. I only surfed when I came to Australia. And I know that there's many people of whom I'm very jealous of who've been, you know, had the opportunity to surf since a very young age. Um, so, yeah, I can't claim that level of experience. But I've been body surfing for, for seven years. Um, but I'd like to say that I've put quite a few hours in yeah. in those seven years um, and push myself and to the limits um, to test myself and also my products. Um, but yeah, I think rather than long-term experience, I think I've just had kind of experience and lucky to, to experience good, good waves. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Over the last seven years, I guess, you've been working a lot to try and um, build the, the brand of body surfing um, throughout Australia and throughout the community as well overseas. Um, and that hasn't just come in the form of making boards um, yeah. and surfing. It's also come in the form of a competition. Can you tell us a bit more about the competition that you thought up um, yeah. and that's been running for the past three? Three years, three years? yeah. Yeah, so I, touching on the topic where you mentioned about r building body surfing, mm. um, that was kind of like my point from the start. Like I realized when I found out that I loved body surfing and hand planes were an amazing part of that, um, if I was ever going to sell hand planes, I had to um, promote body surfing. You know, without body surfers, there is no market for hand planes. Yep. 
Um, but luckily that was the fun part, you know, just highlighting how fun body surfing is. And that's been kind of basically my um, marketing strategy, I suppose you can call it, but also just because I love it, um, just promoting body surfing. And so through that, I, um, I started going to a couple of competitions and such. And we had uh, this one year up at the Noosa Festival of Surfing. We went up to the um, body bash up there. And we met quite a few people who were into body surfing who didn't realize that there were other body surfers who were into body surfing. Um, and we were all from Sydney mm. and we'd never met. Well, um, so we had quite a few beers and, um, you know, shared a lot of <laughs> waves and had the competition, which was in very small conditions, but very fun nonetheless. Mm. And then, yeah, we just kind of like, you know, one night decided that we would, we would start a bit of a club when we get back to Sydney. You know, it seems a bit stupid that we're all loving body surfing, wishing there was more people around, but they're not doing anything about it. So yeah, we got back to Sydney and we, we started the East Sydney body surfers club. Um, and on our first ever meet, we had 13 guys turn up from, you know, all over Eastern suburbs and we had a big body bash together and it was great. It was sick. Um, off the back of that, there was a few other teams popped up, um, up and down the coast. And then there's just started, you know, the inevitable kind of bit of social media banter started with yeah, it all. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then I just had kind of had this brainwave. So tracking back to the individual contests that I'd been going to, I kind of like, um, I wasn't too keen on the individual kind of competitive aspect of it. It felt a little bit odd and not quite what I kind of more I imagine or think of as body surfing. When you're in an individual competition, it's very competitive. Um, people are like hustling for for spot and priority, and um, you know I'm used to just having a bit of fun when we're body surfing and stuff like that. So the individual competitiveness kind of took away ever so slightly from what I love about body surfing. So then when these teams started popping up all over Australia and there was a bit of banter flying around between the teams, like I just saw it as a bit of an opportunity to A, bring more people together, but B, create a competition that doesn't have that level of kind of intense competitive nature to it um, and more about fun. Um, so yeah, 2016, we, uh, we just started uh, Wampoff Australia. Um, we held it at Narrabeen Beach, and I think that first year we had six teams enter from up and down the east coast of Australia, and it was just awesome. We we scored really good waves, got really lucky yeah, at, nice. at North Narrabeen. This big kind of like four or five foot swell rolled through, and it was pumping. It was so good. Um, but yeah, everybody just had so much fun, and like everyone got to meet everybody, and because there isn't that kind of individual competitiveness, you're not competing against the other person necessarily um you're competing as part of your team or your club um so yeah you kind of like promotes camaraderie amongst all your mates and your body surfing crew um and everyone's there just basically having a good time and that's what we picked up this year didn't we Tim? yeah it was so much fun it's way too much fun i think i got quite emotional <laughs> next to ricky at the uh <laughs> at that's the after party yeah sure well that's that's what happens when a few breweries sponsor your event yeah. but um yeah it's so much fun and yeah just heaps good people hanging out talking absolute rubbish but yeah really really good good time had by all there's a bit of uh, there's a few rumors going around due to the fact that the finn from hawaii won the 2018 womp off yeah 
we're not quite sure where 2019 <laughs> Wompoff is going to be held. We got our tickets to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> I asked you the other day what the dates are. It is pretty. It is pretty um, controversial that mm. the, currently the best team in Australia are Hawaiian. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like Australia being in the Eurovision, right? That's it. <laughs> but I guess the be- the big question that Tim's alluding to is: Do you know where <laughs> the one that I'm trying to avoid? <laughs> yeah. Do you know where next year's comp's going to be? Uh, we don't yet. No. Um, it. Hawaii is potentially still on the cards, um, but it's uh, so is Australia. Yeah. Um, so, if you ask me again in a month or two, I might have a better answer for you. Well, the Cobras killed it. Yeah. I mean, there yeah. was a bit of banter around at the after party saying Avalon. That, the, that Avalon could host it. So, we'll see. We'll see. We'll have to get you Stay back. Stay tuned. Yeah, I'll come back in and show you with the exclusive. Um. Before we let you go, Ricky, we just want to know what's in your kit. So obviously you've got the war hand plane. Um, what what hand plane are you using at the moment? What fins are you using? Have you got any wetsuits that you particularly like? What sort of towel do you use? What's in your floppy bucket in the back of your car? That's a good question. Uh, so yeah, I ride predominantly um, the war fish models. So um, just for those that don't know, we have um, two model types. We've got the moon tail models and the fish models. It's kind of like longboard, shortboard principle in surfing, just on a much more scaled down version. So the slightly larger moon tail models are more for the smaller waves and the longer rides. And then the fish models are a bit more for that kind of like hollow barreling larger style wave. So I ride the war fish models. Uh, the fins that I choose to wear time and time again are the fins. Um, for me personally, they're by far the best all rounded fin for power and comfort combined. There's definitely more powerful fins out there, and there are a couple of more comfortable ones out there. But to marry both of those things together, which to me are very, very important, the Defins are the best. Um, wetsuits, if I'm not brave enough to wear my budgies, I will wear a wetsuit. Um, I personally can't go past the Patagonia wetsuits, especially with their environmental sustainability ethos. The Ulex Patagonia wetsuits are, are awesome and durable and last a long time especially if you're body surfing you're not wearing out the knee pads you're not wearing out the chest pads you're not covering it in mm. wax so it just lasts seriously uh and towel man you can't go past the hooded towel yeah. can you? <laughs> it's been a life changer hooded towel like whoever invented that thing give them a round of applause <laughs> i i have a couple of questions i could talk for the i could ask you a question for i could stay here all night um but a couple of things. I've heard that you suffer from the same thing I do, and that's uh, with a very small foot. So mm. I've heard that you actually use a bigger fin than what your foot would actually normally take. That's yeah. my first question. The second one is I want to know if you've got any more um, boards uh, in the in the process of being made, new shapes, new models. Ah, good questions. Uh, yeah, to clarify, I have a medium foot. Yeah, <laughs> so do I. It's how you use it. Of course, yeah. yeah. Um, but the way that the defins work is when you go up in size of foot pocket, the fin size itself gets larger. So on one particularly cold day, I kind of discovered that if I put my neoprene booties on to keep my feet warm, they didn't fit my fins anymore. Um, so I tried it with a size up 
still didn't fit tried it with another size up still didn't fit ended up going three sizes bigger yeah wow um went from a medium to an extra large you know i was a big boy mm. but the extra size of the fin especially in those bigger conditions just gives you that extra bit of power to get into the waves and that was kind of really beneficial um and then going back to the smaller fins you know you notice that there's a lot less kind of power in that size great for like your small to, to medium waves but yeah if you're in something of consequence and yeah. size having those extra kind of inches in your fins is is good yeah cool um new models yeah uh yeah 2019 is going to be a good year for us we're nice. going to have some very exciting new things in the pipelines um always innovating always changing upgrading um we will keep things that work the same and we'll change things that don't um but yeah I can't really reveal too much just yet, but sure. um, we will be uh, revealing all very soon and you'll find out. But yeah, we have some very exciting new models to come in 2019. Ricky Gilby, thank you very much for being our first guest on the Body Surf oh, Podcast. What an honor. Actually, before you go, we do have a little surprise for you. Hang here one second. Sorry, boys. Let's do this live on the air. Oh, dear. Oh, he's left the studio. I'm nervous. <laughs> I hope he knows where he's going. He's just abandoned us. Is this just a test to see what we talk about whilst he's gone? Nah, we'll probably edit this out. <laughs> oh, he's back. He we got back. you uh, oh. an official Budgie Boys t-shirt. Oh, the controversy. I love it. <laughs> Thanks for being our first guest, mate. Thank you, boys. Appreciate it. Womp on. Yeah, and womp on, Ricky. Thank you very much, mate. Well, Oi, that's our first podcast. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Already? Already. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to the Body Surf Podcast with your Budgie Boys, Tim and Oi. If you want to get in touch, you can find us at budgieboys.com or at budgieboys on Instagram and Facebook or send us an email, Tim and Oi at budgieboys.com. Uh, we got to get out of here, do it all again next week. But remember, it's always overhead when you're body surfing, Tim. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>